Hello, fans, and welcome to This Day in Baseball, where we're going to bring you a full radio broadcast of today's game. And before we do that, I just want to thank Classic Baseball Radio, and there's a link in the notes where you can uh, check out their full channel. They have many, many great radio broadcasts. And while you're listening to today's game, if you want to check out much more about the game and the players, look on the links below, and you're going to see uh, links to player pages, the date the game happened, the year it happened, and the play-by-play. Enjoy the game, and check out the links while you're watching the game, and please don't forget to hit the subscribe button so that every time new content comes out, you're going to get that uh, firsthand. And thank you again for checking out this day in baseball, and enjoy the game. It's Yankees baseball time again. Today's game, the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees from Fenway Park in Boston. Brought to you by the Atlantic Refining Company and your Atlantic dealer. Who offer you Atlantic Imperial, the gasoline that cleans your carburetor and keeps it clean. And P. Valentine and Sons, brewers of the crisp refresher. Valentine Beer, the largest selling beer in the East. Your host for the first half of today's game, P. Valentine and Sons, Newark, New Jersey. Brewers of Valentine Beer and Valentine Ale. Well, the New York Yankees today with a chance to uh, clinch the pennant. After yesterday, as we recall, we went into this one with, let's see, a four-game magic number. After Chicago lost yesterday and the New York Yankees won, although it took them some time to do it, as you'll recall, the magic number is now down to two. In the American League, the other games that the Yankees be concerned with today, of course, the big one is Chicago against Cleveland. Baltimore will be playing at Washington. Kansas City will be playing at Detroit. And some cloudy weather around the league, but they expect to get all these games in. Over in the National League, St. Louis against Chicago, Pittsburgh at Milwaukee, San Francisco at Los Angeles, and Philadelphia at Cincinnati. And despite the fact that Milwaukee beat Pittsburgh yesterday, well, St. Louis couldn't do themselves any good, and they lost to Chicago. So Pittsburgh's magic number is one today, and they can do it all by themselves without any help from anybody else in the National League. Starting lineups for you. First of all, with this game from Boston, before we get around to the pitching choices and whatnot from the rest around the rest of the league, Philadelphia, as we say, at Cincinnati, St. Louis at Chicago, and regardless of what St. Louis does, if Pittsburgh's able to win that one today, the Pirates will certainly be in. Meanwhile, in the American League, the Yankees will have to have some help from Cleveland today if they are to cinch the pennant. Incidentally, there'll be a special show just as soon as this happens, whether it happens today in Boston or down in Washington, here on the home of Champions Network, and I think you'll enjoy listening to it. This is sort of an epic... Uh, year as far as the Yankees are concerned and Casey Stengel in particular as you know if he's able to pick up the pennant this year and only a major catastrophe can divert that the fact is that Casey Stengel will have won 10 in 12 years tying the old record the one that he really was after and it's been a good season for him here in New York of course there's an awful lot of talk about whether or not Casey is really going to retire this year or not whether he'd like to go out a winner or maybe stay around one year and while the consensus of opinion seems to be in all these so-called inside stories that Casey really will retire in favor of Ralph Hawk, incidentally, the old professor really isn't saying too much. He just sits back, as he always has, down through the years and sort of smiling to himself and just waiting for the end of the season before he makes any kind of an announcement. Incidentally, there was quite a story here in one of the New York papers about the fact that Mr. Stengel might very well move out to the West Coast and take care of one of the teams out there. I suppose anything is possible. Surly starting for the Yankees. He'll be up the first man at the plate. Moving on down through McDougal. Down, of course, into the fourth batting spot through Mickey Mantle. The full lineups, of course, will be given to you by Red Bobber as the game gets underway today with the Boston Red Sox taking to the field in their defensive positions here before the first inning gets underway. 
Again, a reminder to you that P. Ballantyne and Sons, brewers of Ballantyne beer, the crisp refresher, bringing you the first half of the game this afternoon. Now to Boston and Red. In just a moment, we are going to have the uh, national anthem. Boston um, batting order. Here's manager Mike Higgins uh, coming up with his uh, sets of his order. Uh, one to keep for himself, one for Casey, one for the umpires. And manager Stengel has not uh, left the Yankee dugout as yet. The umpires will be Charlock behind the plate. Uh, Joe Paparella, who's the senior of this group at first. Uh, Honacek at second, and Hank Saw, who worked the 10 inning game yesterday back at the plate, will be at third. The Red Sox are scattering to their defensive uh, positions, and now here comes manager Stengel, who has won uh, nine pennants in the last 11 years with the Yankees, and is on the brink, knocking at the door for his tenth. And if and when he gets it, he will become the second man in Major League history to have ever won ten. The other is John McGraw. Now, for the Red Sox, who are doing everything they can to throw a roadblock in the uh, path of the Yankee machine, it is again pumps the green, leading off at short. Willie Tosby in center. Ted Williams is in left. Vic Works at first base, hitting fourth. Russ Nixon catching. Frank Malzone, who knocked in four runs yesterday. He's the box boy, who's quite a star out here in Boston, at third. Pete Ronalds, who is leading the league at 320. Al Smith of the White Sox at 315, and the Yankees uh, have Bill Scourin at 310. And, of course, uh, Scourin's got a chance. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, Lou Clinton in right, and then we have Tommy Brewer. To repeat again, uh, as Brewer takes his preliminary pitches out on the mound and serve waits to be the first hitter of the afternoon, it could not be a clearer afternoon. There is not a, a cloud up above. It is just a bright blue. And the wind is coming in from behind right field. A wind blowing basically in, as far as the play of the game is concerned. It is uh, quite crisp. We're sitting up here on the roof of the single deck stands, and uh, a raincoat is uh, indicated. Turn the wind. Now we have Bob Serra stepping in. Big fella is hitting at 252. 
And so here we go. Brewer right-handed delivers. That is a curve. Low outside. Ball one. Nixon, the catcher. Works is at first base. Reynolds is at second, trying for the batting championship. Green at short, third baseman is now zone. A curve low outside, ball two. Left field is Ted Williams. And, of course, the big unanswered question around these parts and around all baseball, is this Williams' last uh, season or is it not? Temperature is 56 degrees, coupled with a strong wind. Two-nothing pitch is over. He broke a curve over and it's two and one. Well, it has to be out. The center is checking his bright skies for his sunglasses. The 2-1 pitch swung on, at, uh, taken, and it's called strike two. So Brewer's uh, caught up and gone to pitch ahead. Right fielder is Luke Clinton. The Boston right-hander deals, and serves at the high fly ball down in the right field corner. And it slices his foul. Out of five, it's still 2-2. Speaking about outfielders, as we were the three out there for the Red Sox, as we came up to the radio box this afternoon, we ran into a very athletic-looking young uh, blonde who looks in the uh, absolutely the pink of condition, Jackie Jensen. And uh, being in the business of reporting, we said, what brings you to Boston? You know, subtle question. Here's Serb swinging at the high pop-up. First baseman works is under it. And Vic makes the catch. One up and one away. Now I have McDougal, who opened the game yesterday with a home run. He's hitting at 261. So we asked the subtle question, Jensen, what brings you to Boston? Well, he said, I had some business affairs, and he said, Sammy White, my old buddy, is opening his bowling alley tomorrow evening. I want to be there for that, and I want to see a couple of ball games. So I said, well, did you uh, find it a long year being out of baseball? Did you miss it? <laughs> well, he said, uh, I can't tell yet. McDougal, right-hand hitter, swings, and there's a ball hit up the alley in left center field. It's in for a base knock, and Gill is on with a long single. Williams retrieves, throws to second. And McDougal, who got the first hit of the game yesterday, comes up for the first hit today. This one today, single to left center. You know the situation. The Yankees, uh, if they win today, and if the White Sox lose today, that's that. Over the National League, it is even one game closer. All Pittsburgh needs is either one Pittsburgh win or one uh, St. Louis defeat. The number is one over there, two over here. Maris takes a strike. Fastball on the outside, waist high. One down. McDougal at first. The infield in double play depth, meaning up one to two steps. Outfield is one step toward right on Maris. Maris a full hitter. Swings and pulls it foul outside first base. Back over where Hawk is coaching. Cruzade coaching over at uh, third. Well, the big question is this today. And there's a tremendous crowd here. They have come out to see the Yankees and the Red Sox. There's a line foul down the left field corner. Wherever you go around Boston, you find people saying, well, we love our Red Sox, but we sure do love to see the Yankees when they come to town. And they're out here. Look around, you see this uh, full ballpark. Realize it's come out to see their home club at 7-15. That's strike three swinging on a quick curve ball, and Maris is struck out. Now we have two down. We have no score. I Google it first, and here's Mickey Mantle. <laughs> Folks in Boston know who he is. Man 
Seattle hitting 279. He sent everybody home late uh, yesterday afternoon. Ball game that almost was four hours long. This time yesterday, the magic number was four. And the Yankees won, and the White Sox were beaten in 12. Mantle swinging at the high foul. Out of play, deep back a third. So the number is two. In the Chicago-Cleveland game, which is starting uh, at the same time this one is, Bob Shaw is going for Chicago. Locke going for Cleveland. We will watch it for you. At the end of an inning, Baltimore-Washington is no score. The, uh, the number over Baltimore is one. Orioles are half a game behind uh, Chicago. Pitch low outside to Mickey. One ball, one strike, two down. McDougal ready to take off at first. This is the start of activities here in Boston. Fastball, high outside, ball two. Taking his time, reading the sign hung out by Russ Nixon, catcher. Mantle hitting left handed against the Boston right hander. Curve is over. Ball, second strike, two and two. Two all, two strikes. This is a strong wind that is coming in from behind right field. Temperature in the middle 50s. Mantle swings a ground ball to second. Ronald is up with it, juggles, recovers, throws. Just in time. He almost let that one get away from it. Seems as though he couldn't pick it up. No runs, one hit. One man left. And the score at the end of half an inning. The Yankees, nothing, and the Red Sox coming in. Well, friends, you've heard us refer to Ballantine Beer as the crisp refresher. Well, sir, here in delicious detail is the reason why. You see, to really refresh, a beer must deliver two things, lightness and flavor. And that's where the crisp refresher comes in. Because Valentine beer is the light beer with true lager flavor. Valentine proves the beer can be truly light and still give you the honest-to-goodness lager beer flavor you want. Now that's crisp refresher. The kind you get only with Valentine beer. So how about it? Pour yourself a tall, foaming glass of smooth, delicious Valentine beer, the crisp refresher. You'll enjoy Valentine, and right now is a mighty good time to do it. A graceful, tall uh, right-hander, Ralph Carey, out on the mound. Farrow, back of the plate. Starn at first base, McDougal at second, two back at short, Richardson at third. Serve in left field. Uh, Mantle was in center, but has come all the way back to the Yankee bench right now to make an exchange of sunglasses. It's an extremely uh, bright sky. I would hazard the opinion that Mickey went out there and found that the glasses he had were too light and has come in for a darker pair. Right fielder is Roger Marion. Palak dusts off the plate, getting it ready for the last of the first inning. Paparella at first, Hornacek at second, score at third. Terry has not allowed a run in his last 22 and a third inning. Billy Herman pushing at third. Old Kickapoo, Rudy York pushing at first. And here's Humpty Green, a switch hitter, batting left-handed, first up for the both sides. First pitch is over for the strike. Green hitting 235. We have no score. Some of the fastball from Terry. 
pitch is a change of pace. It's swung on high and a short left center. Mallet coming on serve, coming over. It is serve for the catch. Mallet couldn't have gotten there. The serve dead in left center. Throw put out to the left fielder. Now we have Willie Tasby, who was secured at the start of this season from uh, Baltimore on a deal. Tasby hitting 267, had a couple of hits yesterday. Ted Williams moves out on deck. We have nothing out on the Chicago-Cleveland game except for pitches Shaw and Locke. Tasby swings a ground ball, hits the short. Kubek over to his left, two steps up with it. The throw, there's plenty of time for the off. Up, up, Kubek, first base from Scowron. And you can hear the crowd react as Williams steps in at the plate. A moment ago, we were saying that uh, Pete Reynolds is hitting at 320, Al Smith of Chicago at uh, 315, and the Yankees scouring at 310. Well, here's Williams, who's got a chance to win it at 316. Ted swings there as a line driving to right. It's a base hit. He's hitting for more than that. Wouldn't it be something if Williams at 40, suddenly in the last week, came on and uh, took this thing away from Reynolds again? You know, two years ago, he took it away from Reynolds in the last week. Well, we'll get uh, our young statistician, Mr. Callison, to figure out what uh, Ted is hitting right now as he's on base, a line single to right. And don't think that Williams isn't aware of his opportunity. Here is Dick Wirtz, uh, hitting 277, has batted home 99 runs. The win, strong win yesterday, uh, cost him a home run in the first inning uh, yesterday afternoon. Swings, follows the back. The White Sox did not score in the first inning at Cleveland against Bobby Locke. And now the Indians are at bat in the last of the first against Bob Shaw. Williams is now hitting 318 as he leads off first base. He's two points in back of his teammate Pete Ronald. Ted takes his lead. Works takes a fastball high outside. Ball one. One ball, one strike. ball two. Two balls, one strike. At the end of this inning, uh, there are some figures on uh, how the Yankees have played month by month that I think you'll find very revealing when you realize the uh, fortunate situation that they're in today. Williams goes and the pitch is swung on and fouled back and Ted has to return to first on the foul ball. Ted caught uh, Terry getting ready to pitch. Darren was off the bag. Williams had a big lead, so he just went. Tito Francona has homered in the last of the first inning for Cleveland with one on. So the Indians are now out in front at least, two to nothing, and still at bat in the first inning. Is this the day? The Red Sox fans trying to root on their own ball club. Terry set, text first pitches, and there's a foul back again. Count goes two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Two down, no score. Ted Williams at uh, first base. He has his base hit. He's now put him right in the thick of it for the batting crown.
Change of pace, going on, hit down to second. McDougal up with it after going to his right two steps over to first and works it up. So, the first inning is distinguished by um, a single by McDougal for the Yankees and a single by Williams as he drives for um, the batting championship, perhaps. He's now hitting 318 as he goes to left field. End of the first inning, it is New York nothing, Boston nothing. Well, our young man uh, with the figures, Mr. Callison, uh, went back over the season, and I think you'll find this is uh, quite revealing. Sometimes statistics are, are rather dry, but uh, these are not seer at all. In April, the pace of the Yankees was six games won and four lost. In May, the ball club broke even, 13 and 13. And then the Yankees drove in June, winning 21 and losing eight. They fell off in July, winning 13 and losing 14, and then began to move. And listen to these figures. In August, for the Yankees, 22 and 11. That's two games won for every one lost. And now in September, the Yankees have moved at a slightly better pace than 2-1. to one. They have won 15 and lost 7. The Yankees have won 8 straight coming into the game today, their longest winning streak of the year. They have also won 12 of their last 14 and 15 of their last 19. And so again, we pose the question, is this today our final decision? Now we have uh, Bill Scarrett hitting 310, taking a quick curve from Tom Brewer for a strike as we move into inning two. No score. Scarrett takes a curve, low outside, ball one. Pitch swung on a high foul out of play. Like up on the stand. No score. First batter, inning two. Pitch is swung on as a high fly ball out into deep right field. Stepping his back under it, the wind's holding it up. Right fielder makes the catch and they have one away. Now we have Yogi Berra stepping in. Berra hitting 284. Well, whether this is the day of final decision for the pennant, uh, we don't know. But this is a day of final decision for Delmar Baker, a veteran coach of the Red Sox, a former Major League manager who won a pennant at Detroit when his third baseman was Mike Higgins. And uh, just at the start of the game today, Mike Higgins announced that Coach Baker will retire at the end of the season. That'll be a week from today. He was 68 uh, this past May. Pitches over for a call strike. So, Roa deals and Barrow swinging lines at foul in the lower right field stand. Strike two. No score game. Barrow hitting at 284. Pitch change on the outside. Ball one. One and two. One ball, two strikes. Brewer asks for another sign. Takes it from Nixon. Now pitches. And Barrow swinging lines it right to the shortstop. Green, who stays with it. And Yogi is out. Line drives to short. Two up, two down. Second inning. We have no more on the Chicago-Cleveland game, except that Cleveland is still at bat in the first inning and leading by at least two runs. At the end of two and a half innings, Baltimore Washington, no score. And here is Tony Kubek, who's had a fine, steady year at shortstop and at the plate. Kubek hitting 272. Casey, the catch of Nixon goes out tonight. Casey was saying yesterday 
that the infielder over the whole year's work who has been the standout for the uh, Yankees has been Kubek. Make one ball to Tony. Two down for New York, second inning. I feel a step foot right. Pitch in there for the strike, just above the knees over the slider. Brewer is a very neat appearing, neat working uh, right-hander. Pumps, delivers, change of pace, low outside, ball two. It is uh, somewhat easier to read the pitches when Charlak is back at the plate because he has a habit of moving where the pitch is. Kubek swings, lines the ball out to center, and right to Tasby. So we had line drives by Barra and Kubek, but they were hit right at somebody. Nothing across, top of the second, and the score appeared Boston at the end of an inning and a half. The Yankees nothing on the Red Sox, nothing. Baseball coming to you over Quality Modern, WOKO 1460 on your radio dial in Albany, New York. Be sure to tune in to the Baltimore Colts and Washington Redskins football game tonight at 5.30. Broadcast being delayed so that you can listen to all of the exciting action between the Redskins and Colts tonight on WOKO at 5.30. It's 22 past 2. Nixon hitting 279. straight away on him. A slow curve is over for a strike. In fact, the outfield sort of uh, is fanned together towards center. Mantle is now a step or so over toward left center. Marish has moved over towards center. And Serve is pinched over towards center. There's a ground foul over to the Yankee dugout. of the first inning. It is Cleveland 2, Chicago nothing. First inning home run with one on by Tito Francona of the Indians. There's a foul back. Still two strikes. End of an inning, 2 nothing. Cleveland over Chicago. No score here at Boston and the first Red Sox hitter in the last of the second inning. Now pitches 
There's a ball hit foul in the left field corner. Still, he's got a two-strike count. Nixon chucks up on the bat. He's sort of a punch hitter. Tries to time the ball. A curve is hit high out into deep center. Mantle is under it, waiting. He's got it. One up, one away. Last of the second. And the batter is Frank Malzone. Had a big day out here yesterday. Had two singles and each uh, produced a run and then hit a home run with one on. When he hit the home run in seventh inning, that put Boston ahead 5-3. But the Yankees uh, hung right in, tended to their knitting and didn't drop a stitch, got it tied in the eighth, and then on Mantle's home run, won it in the tenth. Malzone hitting 275. Takes a curve from Terry on the outside. Ball one. Frank uh, spreads out there, leaning over the plate, and takes a strike. Terry breathes that one right off of his fist, and he's close to uh, the plate as Malzone stands. That is uh, in the strike area. He leans right down over the plate. Takes a high inside curve above his hands, and it is ball two. Two and one. I feel around toward left. This is the ballpark, you know, that has the high fence in back of left that is uh, close in. Pitch. A curve is good for a call second strike. Two and two. Mike Dougal is playing a deep second base, and he has pulled pretty well over toward second. Kubek playing a deep short is a couple of steps over toward third. Richardson is deep and is a step toward the line at third. Down is a couple of steps wide at first. Malzone swinging, hits a high fly ball into a short right field. McDougal is coming over close to the foul line and makes the catch just in fair ground. Had the ball dropped, it would have hit just inside the line. That's how far McDougal came. So Malzone is out. Up out of the second baseman. And we have Pete Reynolds. And uh, Pete is hitting at 320. Williams, who got a single in the first inning, is hitting 318. Runnels, an overly close stance, is a left-hand hitter, severe crouch. He hits to left and left center a great deal, and the Yankees are deployed defensively that way. Terry, the right-hander, delivers, and it is in there for the strike. Nothing in one. No score. Pitch is inside, straightening the hitter up. Ball and the strike. In the three and a half innings, uh, ball over Washington, no score. Delivers a change, which is low outside. Uh, Ralph is um, going to diminish the ranks of the Yankee bachelors. He's going to get married in November. And Hector Lopez is going to get married uh, in October, shortly after the baseball is concluded. Ball in there for a strike. Two and two. Two down, nobody on. 
The pitch is strike three call. Wow, we'll figure out what Mr. Runnels is hitting right now. This may have cost him a point. Taking that third strike. And uh, for Terry, he has now gone 24 in the third innings without uh, giving up a score. And uh, at the end of two innings, it is New York nothing and Boston nothing. And before we do anything else, let's pause for station identification. At 1460 on your radio dial, this is Quality Modern, WOKO in Albany, New York. Be sure to tune in to the Baltimore Colts and Washington Redskin game this afternoon at 5.30. The broadcast being delayed so that you don't miss any of the exciting action between the Colts and Redskins tonight at 5.30 on WOKO. WOKO time, 29 minutes past 2 o'clock. We're well, speaking about Williams and his batting percentage and Ronalds and his. Uh, Bob Fischel, director of uh, public relations for the Yankees, uh, just called off with some very important information that Williams will not have enough official at-bats to be considered uh, a batting champion no matter what his percentage is this year. So uh, that will dispense with that. Now, about the other ball games, no score end of three and a half, Baltimore Washington, Coppers against Kralik. At the end of two and a half, it is Cleveland two, home run by Francona with one on, and Chicago nothing, Shaw against Locke. Bobby Richardson up and takes a call strike. Cook starts for Kansas City of Detroit against Larry. The game's, uh, there's a ground ball hit right through the middle, right through the pitcher's feet in the center for a base hit for Richardson. So he starts off the third with a single, single through the middle for Bobby. We started to say that the uh, National League games are starting uh, later, particularly the key games out in uh, Central Time. Bobby went up there 249, so this will get him 250 or a point better. Now we have um, Ralph Terry stepping in, looking down to Pizzetti to see what goes. have to be ready for the bunt. Terry sets the bunt and takes a pitch high inside, straightening him up a little bit. Ball one. One and all. No score. As a matter, Terry is uh, three for 43. Pitch is bunted up toward first base. It's a beauty. Uh, Brewer picked it up and tags the batter out. And uh, Terry... Achieves his objective, moves it and over on the sacrifice to second base. Two have one down. Bobby at second, and the hitter now is Bob Serve. Casey's got him leading off today. And Serve uh, hit a high uh, pop fly to the first baseman in the opening inning. Being Pitches. Serve cuts on a fastball high inside. Strike one. Clear, cool, and windy. Temperature in the middle uh, 50s here at Boston. Wind in from right field. Pitch. Swung on a ground ball. Hit the short. Richardson goes over to third. Green fires to first base. It's a high throw. And by the time that Wirtz comes down with it, serve is safely on. So the Yankees now have men at first and second. And an error is charged through the shortstop's high throw. So serve is on. Richardson on the fielder's choice. 
Moves over to third. Yankees now first and third, one down. Riders McDougal, who singled the left center in the first inning. It's right-handed. Square stand. Infield double play daft. Outfield a step toward left. Broad pitches and McDougal bunts and fouls it. The squeeze play was not on. Richardson did not break for the plate until he saw McDougal bunt. So a sad squeeze as people uh, um, think in terms of the squeeze play. The runner from third uh, comes on the pitcher's arm. And uh, he's got to be protected or he's at the mercy of the batter. That was what they call a safety squeeze. Right, one strike. Brewer pitches and McDougal swinging fouls it on top of the first base stand. Out of play and strike two. No balls, two strikes. One down. Richardson single, sacrifice for Terry. High throw from shortstop Green. Runners at first and third, one away. Pitch is high inside. That uh, runs like Google out of the box. Back pedaling. One and two. These Red Sox will be down at the stadium next weekend, Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday, week to the day when the curtain falls on the season. Thank you to three games coming up next at Washington. A curve, low outside. McDougal very uh, calmly took it. Two and two. And the four innings, Baltimore, Washington, scoreless. No score up here at the hub. The pitch is swung on a ground ball, foul. Bounced over third base, Coach Presetti's head. And two and two. That's the count. Runners at first and third. Pitch, high. Ball three. Pull the string on it. Three and two. Pitch is low and gets away from Nixon. Richardson comes in, serves her down to second base. Uh, Nixon recovers the ball, three forced away back to the stand, throws to Brewer, but by that time Richardson had slid over. So it is ball four and the wild pitch. I think they'll score the wild pitch. Oh, that's pass ball. Which is it? It is scored a pass ball. Ball four and a pass ball simultaneously. And the Yankees go ahead one to nothing, and runners are now at first and second. So McDougall walks. One-nothing, favor New York. Richardson scored on the pass ball. And as the pitcher gets away from Nixon, and the runners uh, go down 90 feet, serves to third, and uh, Mike Google to second. Let's see how this one scores. Pitch is charged on this one. Now 
Sorry, stop. The pitch was inside. Runners are second and third. The Yankees ahead 1-0. One man out. Change of pace is low outside. Ball two. Maris hitting 275. Hit in 105 runs. Out to the step foot right. Right-handed Broad delivers, and it is low inside, ball three. gets a uh, ground ball through between first and second in the right. The base hit. Sharp scores to make it 2-0. And here's McDougal scoring to make it 3-0 in favor of New York. Sharp hit the 3... Uh, Maris hit the 3-0 pitch and picked up Sharp and McDougal. And it is 3-0 in favor of New York. A single to right. And this gives him 107 runs batted down. So he got them both home. Mandel stepping in. Nothing, New York. And at the end of two innings, it is Cleveland to Chicago nothing. Mantle, the hitting left-handed, takes a strike on the outside corner, waist high. Pitch is high outside, a fastball, ball two. delivers. Mantle takes low inside ball three. Frank Sullivan, big towering right-handers in the bullpen now for Boston. Both bullpens are right back of right field. Right underneath the right field bleachers, right in front of them. Maris leading off first. Mantle takes a pitch that is a strike, three and one. examined by Chilak. Scott is thrown out. And Trin one. Pitch is swung and missed. With a slider thrown above the knees. Threw it hard. All right, three and two. one out. Mantle swinging, grounds a foul. As I uh, check it, uh, two of the three runs that the Yankees have here in the third inning ought to be scored as earned. Short first, nothing doing. Four, high inside, Mantle walks, and this pushes Maris on to first base. So, a single by Richardson started it off, then there was the sacrifice by Carey. 
Then uh, serve got on for the shortstop's high throw. Then came ball four to McDougal, which also was a fast ball let in the first run. Then came a wild pitch with Marish at bat, and then uh, Rogers singled to right on a 3 nothing pitch to get in the uh, two runs. Marish is now at second, Mantle on with a walk, and the hitter is scouring. fly to right field. He's over one. Hitting 310. Infield double play death. One man out. That time is uh, called for the moment by Chilak. And he is uh, coming uh, back. And he's motioning up to the uh, press box. Uh, Chilak is looking up to the uh, press box or something. Let's see, uh, what was that? Well, we'll have to find out what that is. Swung on as a ground ball, hit to third. Miles on up with it. Steps on third base. Throws over to first base. And his throw is wide, pulling works off. The scouring is saved. There's a force at third on Maris for the second out. Mantle moves on down. Um, second base. Scouring on at first through the force. And the hitter is Bella, the eighth man to come up in the third. may have been referring to the fact that some of the folks in the bleachers, they had kept the um, the last section of the bleachers, which is straight in uh, back of center field, uh, open, and then so many folks have come in that they finally let them spill over there. And he could have had some reference to that. Barrow runners at first and second. Yogi hits a high drive, deep out the right. Sutton going back and turns and makes the catch in deep right field. So the Yankees break through for three. Three runs on one, two hits. There was an error. There was a pass ball. There was a wild pitch. And there were two bases on balls. So the score ended two and a half. The Yankees three and the Red Sox nothing. Exclusively yours on Quality Modern WOKO Yankee Baseball as it happens. Be sure to tune in tonight at 5.30 for the Baltimore Colts and Washington Redskins game. The broadcast being delayed so that you can listen to all of the exciting action between the Baltimore Colts and the Washington Redskins. Tonight at 5.30 on WOKO. WOKO time, 2.44. It proves to more people every day that a beer can be light and still give you all the honest to goodness lager beer flavor you want. Yep, Valentine's the light beer with true lager flavor. That satisfying combination of lightness and flavor makes Valentine the crisp refresher. So if lightness alone won't do for you, if you want a beer with flavor, then, mister, you just make the good old three-ring sign and ask the man for Valentine. Enjoy the crisp refresher today. And the last of the third inning for the Yankees uh, appeal, and now leading 3-0. It is uh, Clinton, then uh, the pitcher spot, followed by leadoff of Pumpsy Green. At the end of three innings, it is Cleveland two and Chicago nothing. And the four and a half innings, Baltimore and Washington scoreless. Uh, 
Clinton hitting at 236. Tall right-hand batter. Is a curve swung on and hit deep out to her mantelist position. Mickey backs up and right at the edge of the warning track makes the catch. So we have one up, one away. Yankees leading 3 nothing. And here is Tommy Brewer, who is a good hitting pitcher, 12 for 60, coming up to bat for himself. There's a high fly ball that Mantle, uh, that Maris is under now. Right fielder has it. And on successive pitches, we have successfully put out. Two men gone, last of the third. Yankees leading 3-0. Now we have Pumpsy Green. Sitting infielder, playing short these days with the uh, button uh, still not in shape. He got over being hit in the head with a pitch ball. Then they had to send him home yesterday because of a heavy cold. Terry pitches over for the strike. Green swings at the next pitch, hits it wide to first base. Karen knocks the ball down and cannot recover in time. And Green is on. And the Moose draws an arrow. E3. The ball was hit. Uh, Wide at first base, and Scarn just got his glove partially on it. Here's Willie Tasby, who is 0 for 1. Thrown up by a shortstop Kubek in the first inning. Tasby hitting 267. Tasby, a right-hand batter. Curveball, low outside. All one. Yankees three, Red Sox nothing. Two down, man at first, last to the third. Pitch is low. Ball two. Terry is bearing down on Tasby. Because Ted Williams on deck represents the tying run. Pitch over for the strike. That's your right-hand batter. Touch the bat about an inch. Green leading off first. Curves one on hit shot at a third and two Richardson into left field. Green holds up at second base. Serve uh, recovers and throws in two third. That was. That ball was hit a ton, but was a skimmer. It never did come up on a bounce. And it has scored a base hit. And this gets Williams to the plate. A single off Hutton to third base. Richardson went down, but the ball never came up. Hit number two off Terry. And Williams was single to right field in the first inning. Uh, we got the rule book out. And... Um, the batting champion shall be the player uh, with the highest batting average, naturally. 
Provided that he's credited with as many or more total appearances at the plate in championship games as the number of games scheduled for each club in his league, multiplied by 3.1. Which means with 154 games scheduled in the majors, you'd have to be at about 477 times to be considered for a batting championship. And uh, Williams will be far short of that. He's up now for his 303rd appearance. The first pitch to Tad is inside, ball one. Williams hitting 318. So he may wind up with the highest percentage in the league, but not be eligible because of two at-bats. Left-hand batter, as you know, takes a strike. There is a solid just above the knees. Casby at first base, Green at second. Yankees lead 3 nothing. which is still the ballpark. Swing has a line drive and is hit off by a trucked up two back glove. The bases are loaded on a base hit. That was a ball that went right over the button on Terry's cap. With Williams, a pull hitter, uh, having Kubek played almost to second base. When the ball hit right by second base and started for center, Kubek was able to break it down on the skip. So that prevents the run scoring now and there are three on for Boston. Williams, his second straight hit. Single uh, throw, the middle. Has his second base, Green at third. And here is Vic Wirtz, who has knocked in 99 runs. Wirtz hitting 276. The official scorer has just announced that of the Yankees three runs, two are earned. All right, three nothing, favor the Yankees. In the three innings, it is 2-0 Cleveland over Chicago. Works a dangerous left-hand hitter. Three on for Boston. Terry pitches, and there's a line drive in the right field for a base hit. And here is Green coming in to score. Here is Casby coming in to score. Williams is picked off second base. Maris flew to two back. Ted took one step around second base for third. And when he tried to reach back, two back tagged him. So that ends the inning, but two runs are in, and the two runs count. The second run was across the plate before Williams was tagged. So, uh, that stops the inning. Words a line single to right. He gets credit for two RBIs, which give him now 101. Uh, none of these runs is earned. Williams, uh, overrunning, is out. Right fielder to the shortstop. So Tazby scores out the green. And it is two runs on three hits. There was one error, and the error opened the gate. So at the end of three innings, it is New York three and Boston two. Wow. Yep. You know, every day, more and more folks are asking the man for Valentine beer. And no wonder. It's the light beer with true lager flavor. Enjoy a tall, frosty glass for right now. Just ask the man for Valentine beer, the crisp refresher. Well, that stops the run of scoreless innings for Terry. He has gone uh, 25, 25 innings without giving up a run. And that uh, overrunning play of Williams uh, stopped it. And at the end of three, it is 3-2 New York, and here's Kubek. First up in the fourth, hits a bounding ball back to the mound. The Brewer fields, there's a throw over to first in time, and Kubek is up. The pitcher was bothered by the sun. It may sound odd to you, but uh, there was a high bounding ball which was coming down at the rear of the mound, and his Brewer uh, was going back to the rear of the mound. He had to look up at the sky to get the ball on the big high bounce, 
And he almost lost it in the sun. Now here's Richardson, who's single, started the Yankees off to three in the third inning. Arrows have been quite pivotal in scoring today. Bobby takes a uh, slider high outside, ball one. Brewer wasting little time, delivers, and the fastball that is popped up. The shortstop pumps the green, is under it. Makes the catch, and we have two down. Two up, two down. The White Sox did not score in the fourth inning, and Cleveland retained its 2-0 lead. Francona, a first-inning home run with one on. The combination, you know, is two. Yankee wins, and or Chicago defeat. The Yankees got three in the third inning, and the Red Sox bounced right back after an error gave them a fourth out. Now here is uh, Terry, right-hand batter, taking a fastball high outside, ball one. Pitch, low, ball two. Nothing fits. Strike. The ground ball hits the third. Miles Owen short hops it and can't come up with it. Uh, knocks it down, but he cannot retrieve it. And uh, Terry is on. It is scored as a single for Terry. Single to third. The ball was about a foot fair behind the bag. The hits are now even at 4-4. Hauk helping uh, Terry on with his jacket. Temperature in the middle 50s and a uh, strong wind coming in from right field. Right two out. Terry the runner in first. Bob Serve was over two. He hit the ground ball to short that Green threw high on for an error in the third inning. And that uh, greased the wheels then as the Yankees went on. Pitch is swung and missed. Buzz that one right off the hand. No one will know for a while how valuable that throw of Maris to Kubek was in uh, catching Williams, who just barely had stepped around second one step. Pitch high outside. Ball one. And then stopped the rally, snuffed it out completely. Pitch is swung on as a line drive in the left center for a base hit. Terry goes down to second, holds on. Has a retrieve, throws toward third, and is cut off by the shortstop. So a single by serve, and the Yankees leading 3 2 are now threatening with men at first and second. McDougal with a single and a walk. Had a home run and a single yesterday. Still hitting 263. Pitch is swung on foul back. Fastball. is a real full ballpark. Reaches are completely solid. 
pitch is swung on, foul back. Strike two. Nothing in two. time before you'll find a lovelier fall afternoon than this one. No clouds, blue skies, air completely clear. Yankees leading 3-2. Throw a set. Check the lead runner a moment. Pitches high inside. Gill uh, ducks down underneath it. One and two. And the four innings, it is Cleveland two, Chicago nothing. Now the man talking to Brewer. Stafford starts for the Yankees out at Washington tomorrow night against Ramos. Yankees home this weekend with the Red Sox Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. Sherb leads off first, Terry off second. Brewer pitches, McDougal swinging, fouls it into the stands back of the first base dugout, which is the Boston dugout. One ball, two strikes. McDougal swings, fouls it in the left field corner. The uh, Chicago-Cleveland game, as you can judge, is running ahead of ours. So we uh, have information ahead of us as we go. set deals McDougal swings a high fly ball into short right field close to the foul line the first baseman works his back and in foul ground makes the grab so that is all for the bid top of the fourth inning running catch of a foul ball by the first baseman no runs two hits score in now three and a half innings the Yankees three and the Red Sox two Well, we 
we've got time before we hit the last of the fourth inning on the first batter Nixon to pause for station identification. Quality Modern Radio for the Capital District. This is WOKO in Albany, New York. Ralph Carey on the mound, pitching with a uh, one-run lead. 3-2 ball game, New York. Nixon, Malzone, Runnell. That's the way they've come up. Last to the fourth. Barra giving the sign. Pitch is swung on, foul back. Of the uh, two Red Sox run, uh, none was earned. So while Terry had his uh, string of shutout innings snapped, uh, not by an earned run. Young right-handed pitches, a fastball too low. One and one. One ball, one strike. Scowron at first place, McDougal at second, Kubek at short, Richardson at third, serve in left field, Mantle in center, Maris in right. Nixon steps out for the moment. Hit a fly ball to center in the second inning. Chokes well up on the bat. Stockyish, roundish uh, left-hand hitter. Swings, fouls it off. One and two. into six innings. It is Washington one ball and one nothing. Nixon swings. A ground ball is hit deep to McDougal's right. He makes the pickup. The throw to first. He gets him. Gilbert almost behind second base to throw him out. Fine play. So we have one away. At the end of six innings, Washington won. A home run by Batty. And Baltimore nothing. In the four innings, Cleveland two. A home run with one on by Francona. And Chicago nothing. Now here's Malzone. Off for one. He was a big boy around here yesterday. Takes a call strike. Knocked in four. Boston five. Change of face high inside. Uh, pushes him back and down. Ball one. Ball and a strike. Yankees three, the Red Sox two. Hmm, fastball swung and missed. Curry turned that one loose, about shoulder high on the outside. One and two. Looking at Barra. Nice bumping. Pitches. Curves swung on, hit high out to deep left center. Mantle moving under it. Plenty of room. Makes the cut. And we have two out. Uh, after this fourth inning, Rosito, who's over on the TV side, is coming over here. And uh, I'll trade places with him. Mel Allen is out at San Francisco for the football giant uh, broadcast later in the day. Pete Ronalds took a third strike the second inning. League's uh, highest percentage. Went into the ball game at 320. Left-hand batter. 
That threw it back into the left on him. Ronald swings and bounces the ball back to the mound. Terry pulls it down off of a high hop, throws the first for the out. That's it. Nothing across. Uh, Phil will be over here in a moment. And the score at the end of four innings at Boston. The Yankees, three. And the Red Sox, two. And now we're on the go again with the rest of the game. Brought to you by the Atlantic Refining Company and your Atlantic dealer. Who offer you Atlantic Imperial. The gasoline that keeps your carburetor clean and keeps it clean. Atlantic keeps your car on the go. For business, for pleasure, in any kind of weather. Atlantic keeps your car on the go. When you want to go places and do things, what a pleasure your driving can be. For quality products and not, not service, your Atlantic dealer is a man to see. Atlantic keeps your car on the go, 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 go. Keep on the go, Atlantic. Now here's Phil. In the top of the fifth inning with the Yankees leading 3-2, to two, it'll be Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, and Bill Scarron to face Tom Brewer. Indians leading the White Sox 2-0 at the end of four innings. Struck out in single, drove in two runs, giving him a total of 107 on the year. He bunts and a good one. How do you like that Brewer? But he beat it out. Tom Brewer fielded that ball and ran to first base. And just missed beating Maris to the bag. Vic Wirtz hesitated whether to come in or stay on the bag. He decided to stay on the bag, and Brewer, coming fast to his left, picked it up. Jump for the base, but Maris beat him. It's a bunt single for Roger. The sixth hit off Brewer. Here's Mickey Mantle. Bounce to second and walk. Beat two, the Yankees lead. The pitch is inside. Mantle has to jump back out of the way. Ball one. Crisetti yells down from third base. Mickey steps out of the batter's box. Now he's back in, ready to go. Here's the stretch. The pitch is over. Strike call, one and one. One ball, one strike. Nobody out. Here's the stretch. The curve is fouled out of play and back at third base. One ball, two strikes. the pitches hit high in the air but curving foul and going back and up into the stands out of play just missed going on top of the roof down the left field line one ball two strikes on Nick on deck is Bill Scarron Brewer set curve is hit to first base Wirtz goes to second base they get Maris no chance for the double play Ball was not hit hard enough. Fourth play from the first baseman to the shortstop covering. Maris is out. Mantle is safe at first. Brings up Bill Scarron. Fly to right and bounce the third base into a fourth play. 
Yankees trying to wrap up the pennant today. They could do it if they win and if the White Sox lose. One out. Mantle leading off first. Pitch to Scar and high inside ball one. Here's the stretch. There goes Mickey. The ball is hit on the ground a short. Pumpsy Green must go to first base. He gets Scarin, but with Mantle getting that good jump, he had no chance for the attempt at a double play. So Mickey's speed breaks up the possible double play. He's at second. Scarin's out. It's two out. And Yogi Berra the batter. Yogi line is short and line deep to right field. Three two, the Yankees lead here in the top of the fifth. On deck is Tony Kubek. Yogi's hit the ball hard both times at bat, but hasn't been able to find the hole. Here's the stretch. Pitch to Yogi is a foul back on the screen. Strike one. Boy, he had a good cut at that pitch. These last three weeks, Yogi's really been whipping that bat. Could be the cool weather or the smell of the nearby World Series. Stretch by Brewer. Pitch to Yogi. Change up. Pops to left field. Ted Williams. Standing right there. Makes the catch. Hardly had a move in his track. So for the Yankees in the top of the fifth. No runs. One hit. No Yankees. No Red Sox errors. And one man left. And the score at the end of four and a half innings. The Yankees three and the Red Sox two. Yankee baseball coming to you over Quality Modern, WOKO 1460 on your radio dial in Albany, New York. Be sure to tune in to the Baltimore Colts and Washington Redskins game this afternoon at 5.30. The broadcast being delayed so that you won't miss any of the exciting action between the Baltimore Colts and the Washington Redskins today, 5.30 on WOKO. WOKO time, 12 minutes past 3 o'clock. Cause frequent stalling, rough idling, an actual gasoline waste. You could have an experienced mechanic do the job by hand, but that's doing it the hard way. Now, the easy way is with Atlantic Imperial, the gasoline that cleans your carburetor as you drive. You see, as Atlantic Imperial flows through the carburetor, it loosens and dissolves these harmful deposits, washes them harmlessly away. Then Atlantic Imperial's protective action keeps them from farming again. Today, more and more people are driving with Atlantic Imperial in their cars. It's the gasoline that cleans your carburetor as you drive and keeps it clean. Quentin Brewer and Green, the lineup right now for Boston as they come to the bat here in the last half of the fifth, and here's Phil. Clinton flied deep to center field in the third inning. Right-hand hitter. Got himself a brand-new bat this time. He's been going up there with one like he used all year. This is a brand-new one. Terry's pitch is low, ball one. On the outside corner, strike one, one on one. Mm -hmm. 
one on Lou Clinton. Fastball is high. Ball two. Two and one. Oh, Cleveland came up with two more in the bottom of the fifth. They lead the White Sox 4-0 at the end of five. Curvis swung it and missed strike two, two and two. Two-two delivery. Ground ball hits a short. Kubek's coming in. Up with the ball on the big hop. Throw to Skarin in time to get Clinton one away. That'll bring up the pitcher, Tom Brewer. Fly to right field in the third inning. All the runs were scored in the third inning here. The Yankees coming up with three in the top of the third and the Red Sox with two in the bottom of the third. having a little talk with Yogi before stepping into the batter's box. Terry's pitch is bunted and Skarin up with it. Tags Brewer coming down the line. It was a good try by Brewer. Had he pushed it a little more to Skarin's right, he'd have had a base hit because he had it by the pitcher. Terry was breaking in. Ball of Pumpsy Green. Over strike one. Fastball is fouled out of play. <laughs> Nothing in two on Green. ball high inside. Ball one. Pitch is high. Two and two. High ball three. Three and two on green. pitch is fouled back out of play. Count holds at three and two. Here's the windup. Fastball hit it. Richardson scoops it up on a short hop. Throws to Skyron in time to get Pumpsy Green. 
So for the Red Sox in the bottom of the fifth, no runs, no hits, no Yankee errors, nobody left in the score at the end of five full innings. The Yankees three and the Red Sox two. And on the scoreboard in the American League, Washington leads Baltimore 1-0 at the end of 7. Batty home it. It's Pappas against Kralik. Cleveland leads the White Sox 4-0 at the end of 5. Shaw against Locke. Francona home in the first with one on. Detroit leads Kansas City 1-0 at the end of an inning and a half. Cooks against Larry. Eddie Yost home it. In the National League, Philadelphia at Cincinnati, nothing nothing at the end of 1. Mahaffey against Hook. Pittsburgh is at Milwaukee. San Francisco at Los Angeles starts later on. And St. Louis at Chicago, it's nothing nothing at the end of an inning and a half. Jackson against Hoppy couple of National Football League scores. Cleveland leads the Philadelphia Eagles 24-10 at the half, and Washington nothing and Baltimore nothing at the end of the first period. For the Yankees, Tony Kubek will be leading off Kubek line to center and hit back to the box. Brewers pitch is high, ball one. Ball is over. Strike one. One and one. Brewer into the windup. Pitch to Kubek. is line to right field. There's a base hit. And the Kubek might try for two. He's around first. Digging for second. Here's Clinton Stroll. Kubek slides. And he's in there with a double. A double for Kubek. Down the right field line. Hit number seven off Brewer. Tony's 25th double of the year, and here's Bobby Richardson, who singled and pops a short. Yankees lead 3-2 in the top of the sixth. Now Jones in the third. The stretch and the pitch to Richardson is fouled out of play. Bobby trying to hit to right field. Behind the runner, so that if he does hit it on the ground, he'll advance in the third. Now Bobby looks down at Cressetti. Crow gives him some signs. The stretch. Pitch is hit down at second base. What Richardson wanted to do, Runnels throws to worse to get Bobby, but moving the third is Kubek. So Richardson got the job done without having the bunt. Here's the way the Indians scored in the first inning. Astromani walked. Francona hit his 17th home run of the year over the right center field fence. Those were the two runs in the first inning for the Cleveland Indians. Time is called. Ronald's talking with Tom Brewer along with Russ Nixon out on the mound. Ralph Cherry is a batter with Kubek at third and one away. The Yankees leading three to two. Now they break up the huddle. And the infield is in for the possible play at the plate or the possible attempted squeeze bunt. Whichever way Casey Stengel wants to play it, Terry sacrificed and singles. The Cubs scored four in the bottom of the second, leading the Cardinals 4 nothing at the end of two. Here's the stretch. The pitch, Terry swings and pops one to left field. Williams coming in fast. Can't get it, it rolls by him to the wall. 
Kubek scores, and Terry is going into second base with a double. Williams tried to make a shoestring catch and couldn't do it. And the Yankees lead 4-2. to two. That was Terry's first extra base hit and first RBI of the year. And the Yankees take a 4-2 to two lead. With the infield drawn in, Casey had Terry swinging away, and Ralph lined one to short left field. And Williams tried to make a lunging shoestring catch, couldn't get it as roll to the wall. So two doubles here in the sixth inning produced the fourth run for the Yankees. It brings up Bob Sir. Pops to first, reached on an error and single. 4-2, the Yankees lead. the stretch. The pitch is fouled back strike one. And the White Sox fail to score in the top of the sixth. Cleveland leading 4-0, playing the bottom of the sixth inning. Out at Cleveland. Stretch by Brewer. Curve is hit. Foul down the third baseline. Nothing in two on serve. On deck, Gil McDougall. Ball two strikes. Here's the stretch. Pitch is fouled back over the roof and out of play. Out holds it, one ball and two strikes. Brewer. Curve high inside. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes. One out, carry at second. Stretch by Brewer. Foul, back on the screen. Count holds is two and two. Peters pitching for the White Sox in the sixth inning. So Shaw is out of there. Strike three is swing and a miss. Serve goes down on strike. Bring up Gil McDougall, a single walked and popped to first base. McDougall tips to catch his glove as he was swinging his bat back and forth, and Nixon moves back a little bit. All right, Brewer stretches. Fastball is low, ball one. 
Kraus carry at second base with two outs. And the curve is low. Ball two, two and nothing. Cornelius and Stallard are loosening up in the Red Sox bullpen. Stallard did quite a job of relief pitching here yesterday for Boston. Here's the stretch. Pitch is inside. Ball three. Three and nothing on Gill. On deck, Roger Maris. first and second. The pitch is hit high in the air and back of first base. Pete Runnels moving over under it and makes the catch of the high pop fly for the third out. But the Yankees in the top of the sixth come up with one run on two base hits. No Red Sox errors. Two men left and the score at the end of five and a half innings. The Yankees four and the Red Sox two. You know, not too many years ago, a lot of people had to draw their water by hand from an old-fashioned pump. That's getting water the hard way. You'd be surprised how even today some jobs are still being done the hard way, like cleaning the carburetor of your car, for example. The hard way is to have an experienced mechanic take your carburetor apart and clean it by hand. But now there's an easy way. Atlantic Imperial gasoline actually cleans your carburetor as you drive. You see, as Atlantic Imperial flows through your carburetor, it loosens and dissolves harmful deposits that are formed on the inside walls, gradually washes them away. And what's more, Atlantic Imperial's protective action keeps them from forming again. Today, more and more people are using Atlantic Imperial gasoline. It's the gasoline that cleans your carburetor as you drive and keeps it clean. bottom of the sixth inning. Willie Tasby, who bounced a short and singled and scored in the third inning, will lead off on deck Ted Williams. Terry Reddy, the pitch to Tasby, high outside, ball one. Here's the windup. Slow curve on the inside corner. Strike one, one and one. There's a swing and a miss. Strike two. One ball, two strikes on Tazzy. Perry swings into the windup. Strike three, a swing and a miss. Tasby strikes out, leading off here in the bottom of the sixth. And here comes Ted Williams. 
Williams is two for two, two singles, but was embarrassed a little bit in the third inning when he rounded second on Wurst's single to right field. And was picked off on a fine throw, Maris to Kubek. All right, the pitch to Williams is a slow curve, hit on the ground, McDougal was right, is up with it, throws to Scarin for the out. That's two away, and here's Vic Wirtz, who finally got above the 100 RBI mark, driving in two runs his last time at bat, giving him a total of 101 for the season. Bounce to second and single. 4-2, the Yankees lead here in the bottom of the sixth. Perry's fastball is low inside ball one. The windup and the pitch is on the outside corner. Strike one, one and one. The one one pitch is swung at a miss. Strike two. One ball, two strikes. Ball low, ball two, two and two. Two balls, two strikes, two out, nobody on. On deck is Russ Nixon, the catcher. Terry starts to wind up, then stops, and then Terry wanted to do a quick pitch. Wirtz, who had started to step away, and Yogi is arguing with Shylock. Wirtz had started to walk off the box. Terry started his wind up. Stopped suddenly, looked like he was going to back off and then try to quick pitch, but Nestor Shalak, the plate umpire, called time. And Yogi gave him a little bit of an argument. All right, now the 2-2 delivery. Foul out of play. goes back to the rosin bag. Now he's ready. Fastball inside. Full count on Wirtz. Three and two. in the air to short right center field. McDougal's going back. Maris is coming in. Look out, boys, and Maris makes the catch with McDougal trying to make a backhand catch out of it. Maris came right past McDougal to make the play, and Gill was trying to backhand it. For the Red Sox in the bottom of the six, no runs, no hits, no Yankee errors, nobody left in the score at the end of six full innings. The Yankees four and the Red Sox two. We have the Cleveland bottom of the fifth for you. Johnny Romano single to left field. Bobby Locke popped out to Roy Sievers near first as he attempted to sacrifice. Astromani single to right, Romano stopping in third. Then Francona single to center, scoring Romano, and Astromani stopping at third. That was three RBIs for Francona. Pearsall fly to Minoso and left Astromani after the catch. 
score the sacrifice fly and then Bond slide out to land it. Two runs on three hits, no errors, and one left. And that gave the Indians their four to nothing lead and that's the way it stands going into the top of the seventh. And right now let's have a station break for identification. This is WOKO in Albany, New York. Be sure to tune in the Baltimore Colts and Washington Redskins football tonight at 5.30. The broadcast is being delayed so that you can listen to the ball game and not miss the Baltimore Colts and Washington Redskins game. That's tonight, 5.30, here on Quality Modern WOKO. Mickey Mantle bounced to second, walked and bounced to first. Yankees lead 4-2 here in the top of the seventh. Brewers pitch is over. Strike one call. On deck, Bill Scarron. Here's the windup. Ground ball. Runnels to his left. Up with a beautiful play. Throws towards in time for the out. And Runnels took a base hit away from Mantle. On a fine one-hand catch of a ball hit hard between first and second. One out. Here's the moose. Scarron flies to the right. Bounce to third and bounce to short. Over three. White Sox failed to score in the top of the seventh. Indians still lead 4-0. They're batting in the bottom of the seventh. One out, nobody on. Pitch to the Mooses. Pops to straightaway center field. Willie Tassi is moving under it. And makes the catch. That's two away. Two out, and the batter will be Yogi Barrow. Line to short, line to right, and fly to left. was standing in the batter's box. Suddenly somebody yelled and he jumped straight up in the air. He thought Brewer was pitching. He wasn't even looking at the pitcher. Now he's ready. Pitch the Yogi. Low ball one. Strike one. One on one Yogi. Yogi low. Ball two, two and one. Cleveland failed to score in the bottom of the seventh. It's still four to nothing. There's a long drive to deep right field. Clinton going back in the corner and makes the catch right against the fence. Boy, Yogi is hitting that ball today, but just can't buy a base hit. All the Yankees in the top of the seventh. No runs, no hits, no Red Sox. There is nobody left. The score at the end of six and a half innings. The Yankees, four, and the Red Sox, two. You want to know what the weather is going to be like a few weeks from now? Well, it's going to be cold. Real coat muffler and earmuff weather. That's when you folks who heat with oil will really appreciate the benefits of premium quality Atlantic heating oil. You see, Atlantic heating oil is triple refined to give you maximum heat maximum comfort for your money. Also, you can depend on Atlantic's weather-controlled deliveries during that bad weather that's ahead. 
the daily temperature and your own heating oil needs, tell us when you're ready for oil. Now's the best time to order your heating oil, so call Atlantic Direct or call your local Atlantic heating oil distributor. The sooner you do it, the sooner you'll be sure of clean, safe, comfortable oil heat for the months ahead. Atlantic's weather control deliveries during the bad weather ahead assure you comfort through the winter time. Okay, the Yankees a couple of steps closer to the magic number today as a result of the Cleveland-Chicago game with Cleveland leading by a score of 2 to nothing, And the New York Yankees on top of Boston right now on a wing ding. Here's Phil. So at the end of seven innings now, it's Cleveland four and the White Sox nothing. Baltimore leads Washington three to one at the end of eight. And Detroit leads Kansas City four to three at the end of four. Russ Nixon, flying to center, bounce to second, leads off. In the bottom of the seventh, the Yankees leading four to two. moving over into the corner and makes the catch one away brings up Frank Malzone pops a second and fly deep to center on. Yankees leading 4-2 in the bottom of the seventh. The pitch to Malzone is hit deep to right center field. Mantle going to his left. Maris to his right. Maris calls for it and makes the catch. That's two away. And it brings up Pete Runnels who was called out on strikes and bounced back to the box. 0 for 2 for Pete. Runnels batting 319. He's dropped one point today. He's battling for the batting crown in the American League. Two years ago, he lost out by just a few points to his teammate, Ted Williams. All right, here's the pitch to Ronald. It's a curve in there, strike one call. Carry into the windup. Fastball line to left field, serve going over, and makes the catch of the line drive. So, Ralph sets the Red Sox down in order in the bottom of the seventh. Nothing across the score at the end of seven full innings. New York four and the Red Sox two. Remember now, when you folks who heat with oil, you really appreciate the benefits of Atlantic heating oil. Triple refined to give you maximum heat, maximum comfort to your money. Also, you can depend on Atlantic's weather control deliveries during the bad weather ahead. At the end of eight innings, it's Baltimore three, Washington one. Elsewhere in the American League, Chicago and Cleveland. At the end of seven, the score Cleveland four and Chicago nothing. KC and Detroit at the end of four innings. The score, Detroit four and Kansas City nothing. And over in the National League, the scores beginning to come in there. We'll pick them up as we go along. St. Louis and Chicago at the end of three and a half innings. The score, Chicago four and St. Louis nothing. And Pittsburgh failed to score in the top half of the first inning over there. Now, once again, back for the action. We'll go over to Phil Rizzuto. In the National League, the Phillies 2, Cincinnati nothing at the end of 3, Mahaffey against Hook, Pittsburgh nothing, Milwaukee nothing at the end of 1, Haddock against Spahn, Cubs 4, Cardinals nothing at the end of 4, Jackson against Hobby, and San Francisco at Los Angeles starts later on.
Kubek the batter. Tony takes a pitch high ball one. Kubek opened the sixth inning with a double and scored. The pitch to Kubek in there. Strike one, one on one. to Kubek is hit on the ground one hops to Malzone over to Worth and it's one away Kubek hit a hot shot down to Malzone who had just time to stick out his glove and spirit here's Bobby Richardson single pops to short and bounce to second Richardson takes a pitch high ball one The pitch is a strike on the outside corner. There's a drive to straightaway center field. Willie Tasby is moving back. He's under it and makes the catch. And Richardson got good water on that ball. That makes it two away. And the batter out, Terry. Terry has had a good day today. He sacrificed, singled, and doubled, and drove in a run. Terry's first extra base hit of the year and his first RBI of the year. Two out, nobody on. 4-2, the Yankees lead in the top of the eighth. Pitch to Terry is hit high in the air to short left field. Pumpsy Green is moving back under it. The shortstop pounds the glove and makes the catch. So the Yankees get down one, two, three in the top of the eighth. Nothing across the score at the end of seven and a half innings. The Yankees four and the Red Sox two. Ever stop to think about the little things that add up to having a good day? Oh, things like a bright sunny morning, hot coffee, toast, done the way you like it. And when you hop in your car, you want the engine to start right up, to idle smoothly, to give good performance while you're on the go. Many times, it's the little things that keep an engine running at its best, like a clean carburetor. Today's Atlantic Imperial gasoline is especially designed to clean your carburetor as you drive and to keep it clean. A clean carburetor means smoother performance and greater gasoline economy. Make every day a good day. Start off with Atlantic Imperial gasoline to keep your car on the go. Atlantic Imperial. Okay, Red. 
There's a line drive foul down the left field line. Luke Clinton leading off. The Yankees lead 4-2. to two. A battle for the ball in the left field stand. Going to have a pinch hitter. That looks like Jim Pagliaroni. Big right-hand hitter, number 29, on deck. Ralph Terry is out on the mound, pitching a fine ball game. And a bunt, and a good one, but it goes foul. Nice try by Clinton, but the ball kicked foul. He did the same thing yesterday. He laid down a good bunt downstairs, and then it kicked foul at the last second. Jackie Jensen here. Jackie, we're doing a simulcast. I got to talk between these two microphones, and we sure miss you around here, buddy boy. Hey, you know, being back here now, it's the first time I've uh, actually uh, missed baseball. I've been so darn busy at home at Lake Tahoe, Nevada, that, uh, and I've been away from the baseball game, so uh, uh, it's been like a long winter instead of a baseball season, but uh, coming back here, you get the feel again, you know. Yeah, you know, especially here at Fenway Park, you love to hit hit, and you? Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a good town to play in, good fans, and a good ballpark, yeah. Well, Jackie, just uh, when you get the count here, it's nothing in two on Clinton. The Yankees trying to wrap this thing up, you know, again. Yes, I see that Cleveland's out in front, beating Chicago. And the White Sox failed to score in the uh, top of the eighth, so they're leading four to nothing. They can get them out one more inning, and of course, if the Yankees can get the Red Sox out two more innings. Well, it does seem a little inevitable, though, this season. Whether it be today or not. Ground ball to Richardson. Bobby over to Scarin, and a nice play by the Moose. They got him. Well, that's one away. But you know how it is when you're a ball player. You were with the Yankees when they won uh, at least one pennant. How many pennants won it for you with the Yankees? No, just, uh, just the one. Uh, just the one, uh, Phil, in 1950. And then in 51, I was sent down to Kansas City. Remember, uh, during uh -huh. August, I didn't come back in time to be eligible for the series that year. But you know you like to wrap it up as quickly as... Oh, yes. <laughs> Jim Pagliaroni is batting for Tom Brewer with one out here in the bottom of the eighth inning and the Yankees leading 4-2. to two. Jackie, I, I got to ask you the inevitable question. Oh. Are you coming back or aren't you coming back? Well, uh, I would say that there's a possibility, but uh, I don't know how strong. Uh, I have some other business here. I see Joe Cronin, the president of the American League, and I uh, came up to well, as a favor to uh, Sammy White, uh, opening up his bowling alley tomorrow uh -huh. night. Uh -huh. And uh, everybody's been giving me the business as if I came back here to sign, but... Uh, uh, even if I was, uh, I'd have to tell Mr. Yawkey no so that, uh, so that, uh, I'd have something to bargain with, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You've got plenty to bargain with. They'd love to have that bat of yours back here at Fenway. While we've been talking, it's a one-ball, two-strike count on Pagliaroni. Look at that, Yankee fan, Jackie, in the crowd. He sure is. He's causing <laughs> quite a commotion down I guess it does feel good just to get back in the ballpark, huh? Is this your first trip uh, back to Fenway? Is, that's right, this year, and, uh, boy, this is, oh, oh, this is hot out I want to ask you about your family in just a little while. Let's see what Pagliaroni does there. Now it's a 2-2 two -two count. This boy should be a real fine ball player. Pagliaroni? Pagliaroni, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, he's got the, uh, the bill now. He should be a good ball player. This kid, kid on the mound should be a good pitcher, too, Terry. Well, he has been a good pitcher, though. Today, yes. He's been in and out all year, though, and but his last few games have been great. The only thing, uh, well, in the past years before this year, I haven't seen him this year, but he's 
Well, he seemed to have a little tendency to tire. Yes, yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. I know that uh, we did beat him. It was uh, in the late innings. But uh, it's cool today, and he's, he's throwing a good ball game. What's the time of the year the uh, pitch is like, I know. But so do the hitters. Don't you feel strong? Oh, yeah. Yes, I, I like cool weather to play in. Uh, once in a while, I don't like it too cold, but uh, it makes you feel strong. The game goes quick. It seems like. But you know what I can't understand? Wait till this pitch. He walked them. There, they're going to put the tying run at the plate now. Aguirone at first and Pumpsy Green the batter. Green is 0 for 3. I mean, you were right in the prime of your career. We're talking to Jackie Jensen in case you tuned in a little late. And it's suddenly up and decide to quit. And you had a great year again. Well, I had a lot of I, I had a lot of reasons, Bill, uh, and uh, most of them personal. Yeah, well, and, no, uh, we won't go into that, Jack. Naturally, uh, it's my own decision to make, and only time will tell whether I made the right one or not. Well, that's, that's all. True. That was Carol Hardy going in a run for Pagliaroni. No, that's true. Everybody has uh, their own things to iron out, and that's you right. have reasons for doing things. I'm not going to ask you about that, but oh, I mean, no. you, you look in great shape, too. Well, I feel real good. I'm a lot lighter. In fact, I'm about five pounds lighter than I usually play uh, during the season. But, uh, of course, I'm not in shape. Really, uh, yeah, I found that out, too. I weigh less than when I play, but you're still not in good shape. Uh-oh, double play ball. Yes, sir, the Yankees got it. So for the Red Sox in the bottom of the eighth, no runs, no hits, no Yankee errors, and nobody left in the score of the end of eight full innings. The Yankees four and the Red Sox two. Jackie, we'll look at the scoreboard quickly, then we'll get back. Baltimore beat Washington. They've been a surprise this year. You haven't seen too much of them, have you? No, but I've seen them quite a bit on uh, television. They're a nice-looking ball club. Oh. They've got some good pitchers. Oh, and, uh, they're nice young ball clubs. They are. The Indians lead the White Sox 4 to nothing, playing the bottom of the eighth inning. And the Tigers lead Kansas City 4-3 to at the end of five. In the National League, it's the Phillies 5, Cincinnati nothing at the end of four, Pittsburgh nothing, Milwaukee nothing at the end of one, the Cubs 4, and the Cardinals nothing at the end of four, and the Giants at L.A. start later on. You, you multiply pretty fast there, yeah, and everything. <laughs> well, I tell you, once you finish playing ball, you got to find other ways to <laughs> make a living, especially when you got four children. How many children do you have, Jackie? I have three. Three. And how's your lovely wife, Joanne? Oh, she's fine. She came back with me. Oh, uh, did she? Yeah. Uh, Mike what? has been used a little bit. Oh, he? Mike Cornelius, yeah, That's coming on. Ninth appearance, is it? He, he ties the record, feet. Ellis Kinder, who had it before when he pitched with the White, uh, the Red Sox, had his record tied just now by Mike Cornelius. Mike uh, Higgins was telling me that Mike's done a real fine job for him this year. Oh, that's for sure. Real fine job. It's nice to see. He's a real, real good. You know, nice Jackie, this has been a year for relief pitchers. Oh, yeah. Whoever's had the good relief pitching uh, is the one, uh, or the ones up near the top. The Yankees were fortunate. Ryan Duran did not have near as good a year this year, but they came up with Bobby Shands, who they were about ready to release in spring training, and Louis Arroyo. <laughs> little left-handed guitar. Have you batted against him? No, I don't think I've ever seen him. I mean, you look at him out there. He's a little roly-poly left-handed. And it looks, you know, the guys like Lopat used to love to run up and hit against him, yeah. but you wouldn't get that good pitch. Little screwball takes a little off the curve. Stubby Overmeyer, huh? Stubby Overmeyer, but he yeah. has been terrific. What a job he's done. But that's uh, the way it's been. Yeah. Starting pitches haven't been able to go. And there haven't been any big winners. Uh, oh, look at the Yankees. Uh, Art Dittmar has got 15 for the Yankees, and he's their top winner. And, I, and they're not going to have a 20-game winner. I think Jim Perry with the Indians had the best chance. He had 17. But... Oh, 
Well, let's see. This is Dale Long. You uh, remember Dale. He's Certainly. done some job for the Yankees. He, he really picked him up on mm. when he needed it. He's batting for Bob Serve here in the top of the ninth inning. The Yankees lead 4-2. It's been strange how a fella can, you know, find a home. He's been struggling in another league oh, for a while. And he's been all over. He's been a world traveler. He's a big, strong man. He is. He's hit some shots for us. And at the right time, too. It seems like the Yankees have always done that. As you well know, they get a Johnny Mize or a Johnny Sane or something. I don't know what it is, but uh, it must be... Uh, I mean, I can't believe the old uh, theory that you put the uniform on the man. I just believe that uh, uh, the scouts have been find a man that the Yankees need and they know he's going to do the job for him. Right, that's right. And uh, it's certainly a good opportunity for Dale because he's been kicking around and gee, this is wonderful for him that he'll be able to be on the World Championship team. But he will be eligible to play? Yes, oh, oh definitely. Because well, uh, he's a real fine fellow. And look at wow. that shot. That might, no, the wind's blowing the wrong way, but he, Clinton's got it, but he's been hitting shots like that every time up there. Oh, well, the way you had two today. Yeah. Well, the wind's just blowing the wrong way. Yeah, Ted told me before the game he wasn't even going to try to hit a ball in the air. Right? Ted Williams? Yeah. Is that right? He's just going to stroke a single if he can get it. He did. Oh, oh, what a hitter, huh? Oh, <laughs> he's the best. Here's Gil McDougall, who has a single and two walks. Popped out to first base the other time. Bill's swinging the bat real good. I yes, he is. Now, we've just been informed that it's 4 nothing with the White Sox batting in the top of the ninth inning. So we're not too far away from some kind of a decision either way. How's the game look from up here, Jackie? Well, it looks easy. Uh, I'll say that. As you well know, uh, once you get the stands, it always looks easier than playing it on the field. Well, that's true, and uh, I can see now why up here... A lot of the uh, official scorers maybe think that hard hit balls might be errors or, you know, you get a different That's right. conception of the, the uh, way the ball is hit, the speed and everything. Well, Mike Fornelis is pitching to uh, Gil McDougal here in the top of the ninth. The Yankees lead four to two. One out and nobody on. And there's a foul back on the screen. Doing a simulcast, you kind of forget about uh, the radio end of it, you know, and you watch this screen and... Uh, yeah, I, I so can imagine. Let's uh, do a little bit more talk. This is the first time I've ever had the opportunity to do this. Well, I think you ought to tell the fellas he's three and two on the batter then. <laughs> You're right, it is three and two. <laughs> so wrapped up in talking with you. You know, Mel Allen is out on the coast doing a football game today. Oh, I was wondering where Mel uh, He's doing the Giants uh, football games on radio. Well, Cornelius pitch is outside, and he walks McDougal. That's the third time that Gill has walked today. McDougal at first base, and Roger Maris about it. Maris is two for four, drove in two runs, giving him 107 on the year, and he's really had a year, Jackie. Oh, he, he has. Uh, I, I don't know what happened in the second half, but the man couldn't have a better first half. No, that's for right. sure. Well, remember, he had the same type of year last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and there's another base hit for Maris on the first pitch to right field. McDougal holds his second base. Humphrey Green takes the cutoff throw, and the Yankees are threatening again. Maris gets his third base hit. And listen to the way they greet Mickey Mantle. You know they do this in all parks. Yeah, well, they, they actually love Mickey up here because uh, 
Jackie Jensen a little more and right now we're bearing down with the ball game this pennant is not cinched as yet hits to Mickey on the outside corner 1-1 to Mitch Maris at first McDougal at second one out the Yankees leading four to two Mike Cornelius has taken over for Tom Brewer for the ninth inning. Here's the pitch, and Mantle fouls it back on the screen. One ball, two strikes on Mickey. Yes, right at this point it is, Jackie. It's the lowest, uh, if he finishes right around this average, it'll be the lowest that he's ever finished in the big league. But he's picked up, he's gotten a lot of key hits in the uh, last month. Strike three, Mantle has called out. And that looked like a screw ball that Cornelius threw up there. It nicked the outside corner. That's two away, and here's Bill Scarron. The Moose came into this game just 10 points behind Pete Runnels, who leads the American League in batting. But Scarron is 0 for 4. Fly to right, bounce to third, bounce to short, and fly to center. Two out, two on. Yankees leading four to two in the top of the ninth. Pitch to the Moose is a swing and a miss. Strike one. White Sox are threatening a little bit in the top of the ninth inning out in Cleveland. Aparicio lined out to Pearsall. Nellie Fox got a base hit. There's a ball to Scar in one and one. Landis single to left field. Fox stopped at second. So the White Sox have runners at first and second with one out in the top of the ninth inning. Yankees lead here four to two in the top of the ninth with two out. Scar swings and misses strike two. One ball, two strikes on the Moose. Maris at first and McDougal at second with two away. Cornelius ready. The pitch, strike three, swinging. Moose went after an outside curveball and didn't get it. And Cornelius leaves the mound, does a good job for the Yankees in the top of the ninth. No runs, one hit, no Red Sox errors, and two men left on base. And the score at the end of eight and a half innings, the Yankees four and the Red Sox two. You know, at a traffic light, you can often tell if your car isn't performing up to par. Maybe it stalls frequently or idles rough or possibly doesn't have any pickup when the light changes. Well, this could mean a dirty carburetor. 
something that can happen to any car, old or new. You see, exhaust fumes and other air contaminants get by your air cleaner and build up as deposits inside the carburetor of your car. And these troublesome deposits can cause an improper mixture of air and gasoline. The result? Rough performance, an actual gasoline waste. But thanks to new Atlantic Imperial gasoline, you now can keep your carburetor clean without even raising the hood. Atlantic Imperial cleans your carburetor as you drive, doing a complete job in just a few thousand miles. So to end stalling, rough idling, and gasoline waste due to a dirty carburetor, use Atlantic Imperial. It's the gasoline that cleans your carburetor and keeps it clean. Atlantic Imperial gasoline. Now once again to Boston and Phil. As we get ready to go in the bottom of the ninth inning, Jim Fasoni moves out to left field, taking over for Bob Serve. And Willie Tasby will be the first batter to face Ralph Cherry, and on deck will be Ted Williams. So the Yankees are not out of the woods yet. Curry has pitched a strong ball game. He's allowed just four base hits in eight innings. There are two away in the Chicago-Cleveland game in the top of the ninth. White Sox have two men on. The Indians leading four to nothing. Willie Tasby bounced a short, singled and scored and struck out. Ralph Perry out on the mound. Pitch is a ground ball to short. Kubek backhands it. He can't hold it. The throw to first. Not in time. And that's going to be a base hit for Tasby. An infield single for Willie Tasby. That's the fifth hit off Terry. And here's Ted Williams. Williams is two for three. Two singles and bounced out to second base. And anything can happen in this ball game. Yogi Berra asking Casey Stengel if he wants Skyron to play halfway at first base with Williams up to cut down the possibility of an easier hit for Williams. The White Sox were defeated four to nothing. So it's up to the Yankees now to win this ball game and they'll wrap up their 25th pennant. All right, here's a stretch by Terry. The pitch is a high fly to short left center. Jim Fasoni is moving under it. And he's got it. That's one away. Williams went after the first pitch and fly to left field. That brings up Vic Wirtz. Bounced the second single to right and fly to right. Wirtz with two RBIs has 101 runs batted in. One out and a tying run at the plate. Here in the bottom of the ninth, Yankees leading four to two. Pitch is fouled back out of play, strike one. All right, Terry ready out on the mound. 
The pitch is low. Ball one. One and one. One ball, one strike, one out. Very ready. His pitch is a curve foul at the plate. One ball, two strikes. Cleveland shut out the White Sox. Four to nothing. Putting the magic number down to one, and this is it. The Yankees can hold his two-run lead. They win the pennant. Has be at first base with one away. The pitch, a ground ball foul outside of first. Willie Tasby turns around and comes back to first base. Ralph Terry out on the mound for the Yankees. Trying to nail down Casey Stengel's 10th pennant in the 12 years that he's managed the Yankees. The pitch is fouled back out of play. Whoa, Jackie Jensen, this Vic Worth has had quite a year. Oh, this fellow's an amazing man to come back with a broken leg and polio to oh, he like sure he did. this year. Great year. And he's always liked to hit here at Fenway Park. It's unusual for a left-hand hitter to like to hit That's here. Right. He has nearly all of his home runs in his ballpark. Right. I think he only has four on the road to uh, One ball, two strike count onward. The pitch is line foul in the seats and back of first base. <laughs> A picture of the clubhouse and now Casey Stengel going out to the mound. Everybody's excited today. That is everybody but Casey. He's slow and easy out to the mound, talking with Yogi and Ralph Terry. Casey does not want Terry to give Wirtz a fat pitch because this guy can hit one out of here and tie up this ball game. All right, Casey is leaving Terry in there. It just doesn't it usually happen to this exactly when the guy does hit a home run? Well, uh, more times than not, Jackie, the manager will come out and yeah. try and give words of wisdom to the pitcher, and then it'll backfire, but we better wait and see this time. <laughs> I don't mean to jinx it. <laughs> All right, here's Terry's pitch, and it's five, two and two onwards. Yogi rubbing up the ball before throwing it back to Terry. Willie Tasby at first base with one out. In the bottom of the ninth, and the Yankees leading four to two. Be nice for the Yankees to wrap this up on my birthday. Oh, didn't I tell you? No, today's my birthday, Jackie. Forty-four. Oh, never mind. The pitch has popped up alongside of third base. Richardson moving over near the stands, and he makes the catch for the second out. Vic Worth fouls out to Bobby Richardson. Two out. Tasby at first and the batter, Russ Nixon, the catcher, who's 0 for 3. Well, we're getting down near the finish.
course, Nixon, Nevada. On deck, Frank Malzone, and the Yankees don't want to see Malzone come up in this part. Jackie, did you change your stance to uh, suit you for this ballpark? No, I just had to learn how to hit the inside ball. There's a line drive to right field, and it's in there for a base hit. Tasby holds it second, and Nixon's on at first base. And Malzone is coming to the plate. That's the sixth base hit off Ralph Terry, two of them here in the bottom of the ninth. Yogi, Bobby Richardson, and Terry talking out of the mound with Frank Malzone, the batter. Malzone, off to second, fly to center, and fly to right. And if you remember yesterday, Malzone had three base hits, including a homer, and four runs batted in. Russ Nixon at first base. Willie Tasby down at second. And on deck, Pete Runnels. Ralph Terry. In a jam. Here's the stretch by Terry. The pitch is low outside, ball one. Two out, two on in the bottom of the ninth inning. Yankees leading by two. Ralph Terry pitching a Frank Malzone. Pitch is in there. Strike one, one on one. That was a little dangerous, wasn't it, Jack? That curve up high? Well, it looked... Uh, I know it was a little slider. Uh, well, well, it was a breaking uh, pitch, huh? I know it was going away, so I, I'm sure they're kind of trying to pitch him away. Uh-huh. Here's the pitch. And a line drive to right center, a base hit. One run is in. And moving to third is Russ Nixon. And it's a four-to-three ball game now. Nixon is at third. And Malzone at first. A four to three ball game with two outs in the bottom of the ninth and Casey Stengel with his foot on the steps of the Yankee dugout. Louis Arroyo and Bob Shirley are out in the Yankee bullpen. And Pete Runnels, the league's leading hitter, is at bat. There's Shirley and Arroyo out in the bullpen. And here comes Casey Stengel. And I believe he's gonna call in the man who has been his insurance the last half of this season, Louis Arroyo, with a left-hand hitter up there. Casey will probably bring in Arroyo, and that's the sign he makes for the left-hander. Terry is out of there. Casey making his second trip to the mound. See what you mean about the relief pitching. Oh, yeah. Get that third out the oh, it sure is, Jackie. Of course, with a, a hitter, uh, the type of Pete Runnels, it doesn't make too much difference, does it, Jack? No, because uh, to me, no, uh, he's just probably real fast. I've never seen this movie. Right? No, he's not fast. And, he's uh, just deceptive. Pete is meets the ball batter, and uh, you never know what he's going to do, whether he's going to pull it or slap it or hit it through the box. No, I'm glad you're going to get a chance to see a royal work, <laughs> because you never saw a guy so confident out on that mound, so relaxed. And he is really a magician. Well, I don't like to get up on the That's for darn sure, because uh, you have a tendency to want to try and hit the ball a long way, and they'll just kill you every That's time. Right. They keep that ball low and away, and uh, you power hitters. I know Eddie Lopat, when he was pitching for the Yankees, always uh, rather pitch to uh, the free swingers, guys like Jim Lemon. Oh, yes. Uh, I know. I've, I had to face Eddie when I was with Washington, and when I tried to hit the long ball off, he 
can make you feel quite foolish. And he told me last year he just had to slap the ball off. Mm -hmm. Slap it. Hey, Jackie, were you uh, a guest hitter when you were playing? You know, occasionally? Oh, sure. Yeah. When you when you figure you knew the pitcher and uh, what was his best pitches, uh, you had to look for it. And if it was a situation in the game, you sure would be trying to go into the home. Uh, how about Ted Williams? Now, I've seen him take two strikes sometimes. And uh, is he looking for a certain pitch up till two strikes? That's right. Yeah, he's looking for something that's uh, generally breaking in on him. And uh, if he doesn't get it, he'll go along with it until two strikes. Then he, he just hits anything he sees. And uh -huh. he's a fellow can do it. <laughs> well, Ralph Terry leaves the mound after pitching eight and two-third innings. Terry allowed seven base hits. He did not. Yes, he did. He walked one man and struck out two. Louis Arroyo coming on. Will be trying to get rid of Pete Reynolds if he possibly can. And he's got himself a tough job, as Jackie Jensen just told you. Pete Reynolds is the type hitter who uh, does not worry about whether it's a left-hander or a right-hander out on the mound. He, as we all know, can hit the ball as hard to left field as he does to right field. So it's going to be a battle now. Pete just trying to meet the ball, and Arroyo trying to outguess him out there on the hill. Reynolds is 0 for 3 today. Has, uh, has Louis faced threats quite a bit this year? Well, not uh, too much. Let's see, he's appeared in, oh, about 28 ball games since he's been with the Yankees. This is his 27th relief appearance of the year. So he hasn't faced too many teams too often, which, of course, is a break. You know, once you get to see a guy quite often, you can kind of solve his style a little bit. That's what I was thinking. Pete Reynolds, the batter. Runners at first and third. The Yankees lead 4-3. Where in the bottom of the ninth inning? Arroyo into the stretch position. The pitch is popped foul, and Bobby Richardson is under it and makes the catch, and the Yankees win the pennant, their 25th pennant in the Yankees' career, and we're going to switch it right down to the Yankee clubhouse and Red Bobber. Well, we're standing down here in the Vista Clubhouse at Boston, and in just a moment, right through this door, which is a ramp leading uh, to the clubhouse, the Yankees with their 10th pennant on the Casey Stengel and uh, the 25th Yankee pennant. Here's Bobby Richardson coming in with the ball that he caught to end the ball game. Uh, Bobby, come right around here. We've got the cameras down here. Let's see the ball that uh, finally did it. Huh? <laughs> Congratulations, Bobby. Right, I know you won't give that one up, huh? Well, that is quite a souvenir that Richardson has, the last ball that pinches it. And we think that the first person that you ought to hear from as a sportsman is Casey Stengel himself when he comes in. As the trainer coming in. Well, Mr. Manager, whoa, come back here, Casey. We, well, friends, you see the excitement. The pennant is clinched, and the Yankees uh, did it themselves because uh, the number was two. Uh, Cleveland beat Chicago a few moments ago, four to nothing out at Cleveland. And uh, just a moment, we're going to have Casey come over because uh, you see the uh, players coming in. And so the Yankees, by winning 4-3 to three here at Boston, uh, won it themselves. And uh, Tom Meany and uh, Joe Ripley are over, and Casey is, of course, surrounded by uh, photographers and the writers, and he's over there. But we're going to get him in just a second. Well, this is it. This is the big moment. And uh, here is Casey coming over this way. And these other microphones are newsreel microphones. 
Mr. Manager, warmest congratulations. On 10 tenants in 12 years, that is unprecedented. And this uh, ties you now with John McGraw uh, for the manager winning the most tenants in the majors. And it's significant to you, I know, because you played for McGraw. That's very true. He was a great, wonderful manager. He was uh, probably skilled more than I have been or ever will be if I'd lived to be 120. He was uh, an amazing man. And, of course, to get down to the real business today, I have to naturally thank everybody that assisted me. I've had great assistance, and it seems like nowadays that uh, a manager has to have help. And I had help. I had help with my coaches. I've had help, I guess, with our office as far as they could go. I must have uh, had great assistance by the players. I will have to say this, that I want to thank every player that uh, caused this here rapid rise that we made in the last uh, two weeks. I think there was at times that all of us were asleep during the season, but since the season is uh, just starting to get over, the main thing to say is that every player did something and I want to also thank the additions we added to the club. Like the last man was Arroyo. He came to the ball club. He did a great job relieving. I've never been afraid to put him in. Looks like that while he wasn't so outstanding a year or two ago, he was great. And the other young players that we brought up, they've assisted me. I want to thank Serve and all the other players that I got from Kansas City. And that I want to thank also and I, I don't want to thank the ones in Kansas City that beat me this summer and made this race so close. The rest of the players, they were great. Some of them were great at times. Others were great mostly all the season. But to get down to the real fact, we win the thing, and uh, we still got a big problem. What can we do from now on? And the players, I hope, will always think that you've never made anything in baseball unless you keep your eye on the ball and get a hold of it and don't let anybody else take it from us. Well, Thank you. Wait, let me ask you one more question. In uh, winning these 10 pennants here for New York, uh, how would you characterize this one? Is this one of your toughest? Uh, which one would you say was your toughest of the 10? Well, naturally, I'd say the first one was my toughest. I had uh, splendid players, but I did have a bad thing that happened. In the first one, I was green myself on the ability of the men. But the men that I've had this year, I've been very well satisfied with. I was, I'm an experienced manager, and I know the capabilities that everybody was on that ball club. I know that we had uh, certain men that are a little erratic in their play. They're great players if they could get down and get five or six other things to do, you know? There's six things or seven or 20 to do in baseball, and we got some that we just specialize on too much, like just batting, but we don't get uh, slick enough. Today, I thought we did pretty good. We Maris beat out a bunch. <laughs> I'd have to say, we can mix up our play and win games easier than we have this year. Casey, again, congratulations. Thank you. And all the best in the world in the World Series. Thank you very much, Fred. Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, I was quite cold from yelling at the players. <laughs> I would think you would. And now here's Ralph Terry, uh, who is the winning pitcher today. Ralph, congratulations. Thank you, Ed. Now, uh, tell us about being the winning pitcher in this game of pinches the pennant. Do you think that you had as much stuff today as you uh, have had recently? Yes, I, I had good stuff today. Good serve and good slider and uh, good control today. The wind was blowing in. Good day to pitch. Well, Ralph, when you went out there to pitch this ball game, of course, you knew what it meant for the combination, too. One Yankee win and uh, one Chicago defeat, which came about today. Did you feel any undue pressure today in, uh, in some of your recent starts? No, it just... Uh, 
didn't feel any pressure. We just wanted to get there because we saw the runs go up on the board, you know, for Cleveland, and uh, looked like looked like we had it. You know, I told on the bench I said, "Hey, Cleveland got two more." And the Lopez said, "Said, no, I don't watch the scoreboard. Get those guys out." You know. <laughs> well, Ralph, you did again. Congratulations. Thank you. I want to say that's a beautiful pop up there. The Royo through Reynolds the last. I see. And Barbie came in first, and we have already had the ball on television. I imagine it'll be a, a, a quite a thing to get that baseball away from Richardson, huh? I got it already. Well, did you get it? Yeah. He gave it to you? Yeah. Well, you're definitely rich. You got the game and the ball. Now, here's Joe Demacy, who's coming over. Uh, Joe has had, uh, Joe, oh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, you had a distinguished Major League career, but yet uh, this is the first time that you've been on a pennant winner. How did you feel? I've never felt anything like this in my life, Fred. It's wonderful. Uh, what was the feeling in the dugout today when you were going for it? Well, I think I was watching that Cleveland game more than I was watching our own, to be honest with you. But uh, when it was all over, I don't know, my, it seemed like my stomach just felt better. Well, Joe, uh, you have helped this boss up a lot when Manager Sanger was over here a moment ago. He uh, expressed his appreciation of all the fellas who were new to the ball club this year and uh, all have made a contribution. Wanted you to know what he said. Thank you, Rick. Okay, Joe, good luck. Now, here's Bob Kelly. Well... <laughs>